0: To the You're on the list podcast and a special shout out to the Yodel family, especially you, Dan Pizzini, and you too, Ronnie.
1: Whoa, guys, welcome to You're on the List. That was the queen, Nancy Gauci, giving us a proper introduction to the podcast. Uh, it's your boy, Petey Boy Jones, here at the Brody Stevens Memorial Podcast Studio at the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, and, of course, we got Brett in high definition. He sounds great, and he's uh, Skyping in from the great state of Ohio. What's up, Brett Ernst?
2: Yo, can you hear me good? Oh, Am buddy. Good?
1: Yes, you look great, buddy. You, you. Uh, it seems like you got some uh, new equipment there that you're working with.
2: I, I, I went all in, man. I bought a new mic. I bought a, a
0: camera. Yeah,
2: that camera right there.
0: Yeah, you look um, you look great.
2: Uh, inter- an internet web system. Okay, so
0: that, that's. I mean, like
2: I said, it, the internet I was streaming with uh, is the highest you could stream with. Yeah, but the uh, the modem sucked or uh, the router sucked. Okay, so this, this should solve the problem.
1: Okay, well, buddy, I can tell you this: you look good. And what's funny for me, I mean, my enjoyment of this is that. Um, you know, you have the other podcast that you're that you're doing right now is the, the Gentleman Show, the G- the Gentleman Podcast, and it seems like you may have bought that equipment for that that podcast, and it's it's, it's something I've been dying for you to do, but you finally did it, and now now and now you sound great. It's like it's unbelievable. I, I needed you to do another podcast to make this podcast better. Is basically what I'm saying.
2: Uh- what happened at all Pete but thanks for playing um, <laughs> no, when, when I left I researched the uh I researched the internet stuff and it's the highest internet we could get so yeah. about 2 weeks ago uh, right when I got back I bought the uh the system with Google cuz they said it could have been the router yeah and and uh and then I researched it again and then I was only doing it from the mic yeah. and the camera from the Skype so you know. Well, you
1: sound great. Nick LaCosta on Facebook says Brett got rid of his dial-up, his AOL dial-up. So, yeah, you look at it. Everyone is already uh, is already commenting on how uh, great you look. Buddy, uh, how is
0: uh, Ohio?
2: It's great, man. But you know what? I-, I don't appreciate you throwing in that I had to do the other podcast for this. <laughs> one, <you know? laughs> but- well, you're,
1: you're so uh next thing you know you're, you're gonna like- next thing you know you're gonna have books on that bookshelf behind you and it's you're gonna make a whole like studio setting and I'm gonna be like oh geez that's all that's all I needed to do is, is have him do another podcast to make this one better well buddy I and I, I say that is out of love a- though because you hold look on. good
2: hold up we got an older home I gotta still do the basement in order to get the studio going <laughs> I got the drywall delivered today all right I got things going on I'm flying out Monday to shoot Cobra Kai again
0: nice Then I'm
2: back gone four weeks in a row yeah it's not all about you
0: but me, it, it's, al- it's almost
1: first. it's almost it's almost like amazon prime books does not deliver to your neighborhood that's <laughs> that's how bare those those bookshelves are nah yeah
2: whatever, whatever. <laughs> i got books they're in the basement still okay yeah.
1: Uh well listen buddy uh I'm just so happy to uh to see you You look great. Uh all everyone's checking <laughs> in. Everyone yeah, Tony Tony says there's no Jakar on the shelves. Question mark.
2: Look what I'm rocking though.
1: What do you got? Yo, know, you got your uh, he's, he's got a JR's t-shirt on, which is yeah, there it is. Yeah, you know you're <laughs> you know you're uh you're rocking a JR shirt when you're sponsoring Bud Light on your left arm. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Um, so dude, uh, let's talk about, uh, we went to New Jersey. We had a a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Um, we've, uh, I flew in, you drove in and we, we, we sort of, uh, stormed the shores of Seaside Heights and we had a wonderful show in Forked River, New Jersey, or as you say, Forked River. And, uh, we had some listeners show up and it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, what'd you, what'd you think of, uh, what'd you think of, uh, seeing, uh, you know, Frigiano and, uh, you know, and some of the guys that we saw.
2: Here's the deal. We threw it together last minute because, for some reason, you can't return a fucking text or a phone call. But uh, you know, because you're taking everything personally with the fucking microphone and the internet. But that's beside the point. Um, but you know, for the room that we did and the show that we did, it was it was really a good turnout. I really enjoyed you know eating sandwiches uh, on the beach with you and yeah, frolicking. And eating pizza in the office with, with Kevin,
1: yeah, and we had his brother. We, we had beautiful weather though, buddy. I think like we really lucked out on the weather that we had that weekend because you know when you go to the shore that time of year, it's kind of hit or miss. You know, you might have some storm clouds moving in, you might have four days of of grayness. Uh, but uh, we had beautiful weather. We were out on the beach. You showed up to my dad's house like a gentleman with with multiple sandwiches, uh, the bruschetta and the listen, and the it.
2: Imported prosciutto with homemade mozzarella, and the bread was made fresh in the oven right then and there.
1: Don't you think, um, buddy, don't you think there should be something to be said for the fact that you and I converged at my dad's house at the same time, and we both brought sandwiches? We both brought submarine sandwiches. Of
2: course. Of course. <laughs> you don't come
1: Did me, dude. I, dude, you came, you came with these amazing sandwiches this on semolina bread. It was just unbelievable.
2: No, everything was fresh. It was homemade. I mean, I was I was leaving the gym, and I saw this Italian deli, and I'm like, God, man. You know, I, I what's good though is that like out here, I get good Italian food. I couldn't get good Italian food in in L.A. I mean, yeah. I used to go to that Italian deli near my house, which I think I took you to, right? Yeah, At yeah,
1: yeah. I've been to that deli up on what's it? What's it? Canaan or not? Not Canaan. Yeah, a Canaan. Yeah.
2: But you know, I walked in this place, you know, the grandmother was speaking Italian and uh you know you just smelt it, everybody there. It just it's good. It was good to be home, man. It really was.
0: Anthony was, that, I,
2: love, I love going back.
1: Anthony Conti, he says uh, Joey Harrison's show was the best ever. We got a lot of good reviews from that show.
2: Yeah, the Borgato people hit me up. Um they were like, Why were you doing it there? I said, Well, because uh the kid that went up before me, you know one that uh, he didn't return
1: a phone call so we had to settle for, what we settled for well uh i'm telling you man it was uh it was a really really dope show i want to shout out i want to sh- shout out uh chris Hodorowski. um yeah chris came with his buddy they they've uh they, they've come to shows before at the uh stress factory that was a lot of fun and um uh, and also, Steamboat Willie was there. He was rocking it, dude. Steamboat oh, we, Willie.
2: We were hanging with Steamboat the night before. Steamboat drank a little too dude, much. Dude, he
1: night, was the night Jan before. hammered, bro. He was hammered, dude. He, it was amazing. He, he was being a nice
2: twenty-two-year-old kid the yeah, way he, he should be.
1: And that's the thing, man. Like that was the fun thing about watching or seeing Steamboat Willie so hammered the night before is that it was, like, it was a young drunk. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't even know if I can... You know, when it, it's that young drunk where you're just permanently smiling, you're spilling shit, you're just kind of like, ah, like, you're it's... It's a lot of fun, but it's a it's a drunk that I think is impossible to achieve when you get older. Like when you get older, it just turns into something else. But he was like very, it was like it was like being in college watching this kid drinking. It was hilarious.
2: Very, very naive. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could swindle him. You know what I mean? You could persuade him to do things. You know, <laughs> he, he he might pass out, and you could write you know with marker on his face. Like, yeah, it was really fun, man. It was really really fun, dude. <laughs>
2: Kevin was like, if this kid was in his thirties, I'd throw him down
0: the stairs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a big shout out to Kevin Stewart though, because uh, we had a wonderful time. Uh when we were when we were at JR's, we, we you know what we do is we hang out up in the office area and uh and we just have our own hijinks up there. Because the downstairs is very loud. You got Brian on the microphone, he's shouting on the mic, there's 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 loud music, everyone's dancing and partying. It's a, it's a lot of fun. But it's loud, yeah. you know. So for us, we get to go upstairs and, you know, eat pizza. One of my favorite parts is when we first sat down upstairs and we were asking for pizza and mussels. The guy comes up and he goes, Hey, man, the kitchen's closed. We can do pizza only. And then 10 minutes later, he's upstairs with pizza and mussels. <laughs> he, he, he worked, he, he worked um, it out. You
2: know what's crazy? I usually get the sweet ones when I'm there. Yeah. And they, they you know, they, they gave us the spicy ones. And uh, I powered through it, and it was—you know—I would—I prefer to eat spicy.
1: I thought you I didn't. I, th- I thought you didn't like spice, bud.
2: No, I love it. I can't eat it.
1: Oh, okay.
2: But I, I powered through it.
1: So when you say you can't eat it, what, like digestively?
2: It burns my mouth, man. My mouth's really sensitive. You got to It's, that, it's you, really
1: bad. Your bitch ass dad has that as a soft mouth.
2: Yeah. Bitch has, <laughs> your bitch ass uh, dad has a uh, sensitive a mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was better. Your bitch ass dad is a tender palate. That's amazing. Uh, Dina, she's wondering, Brett, when are you gonna come back to Sofalo? Sof- Sof- SoFlo, So Soft Flo,
2: SoFlo, Florida? You idiot!
1: All right, dude. Oh, South Florida. All right, I just, dude, relax. I, I thought it was like a cool spa that you've been to. I don't know what's going on in Ohio. Nick Lacosta, so my cousin, my cousin says uh, Steamboat Willie was hammered. Uh, and Jay Tan says Steamboat Willie, the drinking yodel kid brother. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this question: What does yeah. NoHo mean?
1: Uh, north of Houston.
2: And what does SoHo mean?
1: South of Houston. And
2: if you're in L.A., what does NoHo
1: mean? Uh, north Hollywood. There you go. Yeah. So if, if so you, can I sad, it. So, you can get get so flogged, can't but, you? But shouldn't it be so fly? You know what I mean? Oh, no. Wait a minute. Well, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so flow. I get it. I get it. It works. Uh, yo, uh, Abdullahad says, uh, your bitch-ass dad can't eat spicy food because he gets heartburn. He
2: gets agita.
1: He gets, <laughs> he gets agita. <laughs> yo, uh, Frigiano says he offered to buy Steamboat uh, Willie a drink at the show, and he refused, LOL. And I'll tell you, because I was there for that. I was hanging out with uh, Frigiano and Steamboat Willie before our show in Forked River and I watched Frigiano buy a round of drinks for everybody like a gentleman you know he was using that Revolution Graphics money and uh, Steamboat he offered Steamboat a drink and he turned it down and it was the day after we saw him you know so hammered so I think Steamboat just needed to take a break from booze that day I think it was I think he went hard the night before he couldn't handle
0: it
2: well he came out and uh, his sister was there or something she came in and, you know, I remember going back up the stairs and he was like falling asleep standing
1: up. Yeah. <laughs> dude. <laughs> well, dude, it was a good time. It was a good show. I had a lot of uh, it was it was crazy for me because uh, I had like some uh, uh, high school t- t- teachers of mine in high school that came uh, and it was just so cool to see everyone. And, uh, yeah, it was really awesome, dude. So that was an awesome time. And uh, I hope to do it again soon, dude. That was great.
2: Yeah, it was. It was a really good time, man. Um and, hey, uh, I, I just enjoyed hanging out with everybody, you know?
1: Yeah. No, it was it was it was such a good time, dude. Uh yo, Frigiano says he bought steamboated ginger ale, type of guy I am. <laughs>
2: everybody ginger ale. Do you think I give a fuck?
1: I, I I'll, get, years. I'll get ginger ale for everybody. Do you
2: think I give a fuck about everybody?
1: <laughs> I'll come
2: uh, in twenty years. I'll start smacking people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well dude uh I also wanted to talk about on the way in I just saw mike Bertolina, who's uh you know a uh, big uh he's a head of he's a president of all things comedy he was one of the executive producers on bill burr's uh new special and i wa- i watched it uh either last night or the night before i think it was two nights ago for the first time did you see it
2: uh yeah, I didn't really care for it i, didn't care for for I just uh I just watched the net over and over again
1: yeah. Uh, but what, what, what buddy what I thought was really cool was because I came into the studio today and I was I was congratulating Mike on the great show, and I said, "Dude, it was really amazing, and we were just talking about the production end of it you know m- most of the time when you you know you, you film a special, you do two in the same day they did two separate ones, like two separate nights, and uh, we were just talking about uh, you know the feel and he was basically saying that bill Bill was very in control of how the the, 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 the special would look and how it would feel. And, and he told basically the director, uh, how he wanted it. And then the director did it. And one of the things that Mike said was Bill wanted this special to almost be, you know, look like one of Carlin's special, you know, where it's just about, you know, you're focusing on, uh, the comedians, not ton of audience reactions and, and bunch of jibs and whatever, but it's kind of like, you know, on stilts, you know, and, um, what I thought was really crazy about that was last last night or two nights ago when I watched it, <clears throat> I was thinking to myself as I was watching, I was like, dude, is Bill Burr our generations Carlin? That's what it made me think. Like to myself, I was and it like hit me for the first time that night that maybe he is our generations Carlin and it was just really Can cool. I, yeah.
2: I was going to say that uh I personally never found I found Carlin, yeah, obviously he's great. It's like Pryor's great. Yeah, like, I never found Carlin just, like, doesn't make me laugh out loud like Bill Burr does.
0: Right, right. That's true. I, yeah.
2: and I, I'm not trying to say Burr is better than Carlin. Yeah. But I prefer Burr over Carlin. And there's no such thing as better. Yeah. But, you know, what you're starting to see, which I'm glad about, and again, you know, I've been talking about things a long time now. I'm just not as high profile as them. Right. Uh and uh, what I'm glad to see – well, Burr's always been there. But when Chappelle did Sticks and Stones, it really uh, – it's really resonating now that people yeah. are fed up.
1: <clears throat> You've been talking about yeah. how trans people aren't real people for years in your stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're just not as well uh, – you know, you don't have that profile like Chappelle does. <laughs> and, and I don't uh, – and I'm
2: not witty. I just say it on stage. <laughs> yeah. as long as, uh, I don't have a job. I just – and I talk about how how Jews
1: have warrants. Yeah, <laughs> I mean these are these are some of your most well known bits. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs>
2: how? Uh, anyways, all jokes aside. No, um, Chris. Chris,
1: Chris Foster two? wants. To, I'm sorry, buddy. Chris Foster wants to know who our generation's Cosby is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you. Yeah, right. I Aziz. That Aziz yeah, that's hilarious. But yeah, but you were saying between Chappelle's special and, and Burr's special coming out right now, I think it's I think it was an important showing for uh, for comedy. Is is that kind of what you were saying, or what do you think?
2: Well, well you have two iconic comedians that are now you know because look by, uh, comics we're contrarians by nature, and the idea that you should be told what to say, how to say it, what not to say, it, it just goes against human nature, and it's the bullshit. The religious right tried to pull back in the day and there was a backlash. And, you know, I don't consider progressives liberal at all. Yeah. I've always said that. So, you know, the fact that we're going after this outrage cancel culture, you know, it's almost as if they don't want you to be human or or, you know, you got to understand all of the great entertainment that we've had, everything from hip-hop to rock and roll to country western to whatever it may be all of this was based on um on the ability to say and to think freely and to speak freely right and and even our greatest innovations from the television to the computer this is all based on freedom of thought and speech and idea and opportunity right and especially with comedians to try and interfere with a free thought process and and even worse calling jokes, hate speech. Yep. Right. Or, or trying to get people fired. Like, let's just say I've been doing this 22 years and let's just say somebody has it in for me for a joke that most of America probably never heard. And let's just say I finally get a big time show. And now after all the years of struggling, people don't even want to deal with it. And they're like, let's just get rid of them. Right. Let's just get rid of them because, uh, it's easier for us. Right. And that, that was the trend that was going on for a while. I mean, thank well, God well, it
1: slowed down. Well, look at one of the things I read this morning, buddy, when I was waking up was I guess SNL announced new cast members, uh, you know, an Asian dude, a chick and some white dude. And uh, the first – and I heard this I guess at the end of yesterday and then I wake up this morning – and there's already like the white dude said bad things and we got a fire. They should rethink this hire and all this shit. And uh, I don't I don't even know what he said, but it was uh, some controversial joke or whatever. And, uh, you know, you already have the Twitter sphere saying that this guy should be fired from his job he just got.
0: Tw- it's not
2: the it's not. It's only a certain group of people. And, you know, they're, how do we kill those people? people?
1: Can we talk they're
0: about
1: how, how do we destroy these people? I think because I think we you, just need to we need to just ignore. You just what? You just ignore them. Ignore them. Okay. I yeah. thought. I thought you they said just, they're just, not. Yeah. They're not
2: that powerful. Yeah. I mean, look what happened to Gillette. Did you? Ever, did you? You remember when Gillette did the toxic masculinity campaign? Yes. Okay. They lost a shit ton of money. Yes. All right. Because most men are not toxic.
0: Yeah. Every, every, we every, run into
2: burning buildings. We jump in front of bullets. Yeah. We we do. We invent things. We we we, we you know <laughs> we just like. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, we buy, we, we, buy we buy,
1: we buy chic razors now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, the thing was is that it was just a campaign that people were that, like, it's like, no, I'm not going to support you. Yeah. You have no business telling me how to be a man and telling me that everything that makes me a man is toxic. Right. So fuck off. And, 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 and it's, it's past the point of just even equality. It's, it's more like. It's, it's, it is, it's pure fascism. It's so funny. They have become everything. They are everything that they think the right is and more.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to steer it away from politics, buddy, and ask you, I know you're uh, a big sports person.
2: Getting back to it. So, so to see Burr and Chappelle. Yeah. Two iconic comedians. And, and there's been a plethora of comics that have the same rhetoric. But to have somebody even like Chappelle, who's not a white male, okay? Because yeah. that matters too. Yeah, You know, they can't say check your privilege or whatever the fuck, dumb terms they use. Right. That cultish, they're a cult. Yeah. I mean, they, they go like, they go after Bill Maher. I mean, they go after all real comics. And and to see this is, is very refreshing. And I think the industry needs to recognize, a good example would be that what, what, uh the critics gave on Rotten Tomatoes Bill uh Dave Chappelle special. Yeah. <clears throat> they gave almost a zero percent.
0: Yeah. And all, you had and all,
2: saying don't oh, don't watch this. And you had all these uh, uh progressive uh outlets saying don't watch this and then
1: the the people gave it almost a perfect hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So the pe- if that the people tell will let you, let you how know how yeah. they are. The people will let you know. Well yeah, that that uh that differential between what the critics, the quote unquote critics, uh, thought of it versus the audience really, I think, is the, the, the most recent example of the disconnect. Uh, and I think one of the most, uh, one of the clearest examples of the, of the disconnect between this sort of PC culture, this, you know, that, whatever you want to ball that up into, versus the comedy consumer. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think, and and I want to say this, guys. If you and I, and Brett, I don't know if you've seen it, but at the end of Chappelle's special, they have they have an epilogue. It 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 would play right after. It's a separate. It's a separate thing. But it would play right after you saw the Chappelle special, and it's a half hour. Uh, of him uh uh, footage of him at different uh broadway theaters or at at the same broadway theater doing broadway shows taking q a from the audience and he also tells a wonderful story about uh doing comedy at the punchline up in san francisco in regards to the trans joke uh and in regards to the uh, me too stuff that he does and you gotta watch it it's pretty unbelievable he tells a great story about that stuff i won't spoil it but uh, definitely check it out
2: also add to the uh, example of disconnect when you look at what the critics gave ninette yeah a hundred percent and when you look at what the people gave it yep i mean regardless of and and again i don't mean to put i'm not putting her down god bless her um it's just funny to me what they're talking about like i I read this article that this is the new comedy comedy is not a fad yeah it's just like a good musician all right it's just not a fad and uh, it's funny to me too how he has to explain a joke. Like are, are trans people now exempt from jokes?
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable.
2: So yeah. you can make fun of priests molesting kids.
1: Yeah, you can, but
2: make, you can make a trans joke.
1: Exactly. Uh, I no, just want. Uh, I just. I just want to check in. Um, we got uh, Chris Foster. He says critics are the worst fucking part of anything. Uh, they are all looking for that quote unquote woke take on something. And Janine Powers right here. Uh, We love you, Janine. We say what's up to you. Uh, She says no comic should ever apologize or back down from what they do. I applaud Dave Chappelle uh, and want to see more of that comedy coming back. Uh, And then Foster already uh, also said the epilogue was dope on uh, Chappelle's thing. I agree with both of those statements. I think you know critics critics. I think over time, and that's the one thing that the internet did. I think it took the power away from the critics. I think Rotten Tomatoes took some of the power away from the critics because you used to need critics because they were writing in newspapers that you had tangibly had to buy and, and read to get your, get your feedback on these movies. Now you have the Internet. The Internet could tell you all about it.
2: Hey, Pete, don't, don't kid yourself either, though. They're, they're trying to regulate the Internet now, too. They're trying to control this information. And, you know, there, there is a very um, – I'll send it to you, but there is an extreme liberal – professor um and who's also anti-trump by the way yeah and this isn't about the candidates but he testified in front of congress of exactly what the internet is doing what google's doing what facebook's doing um as far as uh pushing the narrative and putting certain groups at the bottom of the algorithm and uh you know there is this push to control the way people think yeah and Unfortunately, it's it's coming from our old side of the aisle. You know, I sent a uh I sent the 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 testimony to a friend of mine, very liberal guy, but a lot of the older guys are still stuck in the Democrats we were. Right. Right? <clears throat> the 70s, 80s, early 90s Democrats. This new progressive movement is when they they didn't even understand and these were comics the way how they're booking colleges now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the way they're trying to control the thought process by by this outrage culture and and the way they're trying to control jokes. Look, this this topic has been beat over its head over and over again. But I'm telling you right now, as a guy that went three and oh, yes, last week in the NFL and is going to go three and oh again this week and also took LSU on Saturday. I can predict things. And I'm telling you right now. The, those the the tyranny of the SJW I think is coming to an end, and and you can mark it, stamp it. It's going to be the Chappelle and Burr specials that that solidify it or start to get people moving forward. Yeah, so if that the,
1: <clears throat> this is some sort of a turning point, you think? Because I, I, that's what I kind of feel. I'm like I, I think you know with these the timing of these two specials coming out uh, when they did I think was uh, was really good for the 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 movement of real comedy.
2: Can I tell you something really quick? In my 22 years of doing stand up, okay, I've seen few significant things that have changed comedy, okay? Uh, The first, well, I will say I I saw the PC police coming in and four year comics trying to complain that, you know, that trying to to ban people from mics and stuff. I, I fortunately was able to pass that. You know, I didn't have to deal with that because I was already at a certain level. It kind of happened after I was already headlining, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I saw that as being significant. The other thing I saw in my 22 years that's very significant is when Ahmed Ahmed and Maj Jabrani brought stand up to the Middle East.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: I thought that was extremely significant in my era of stand up because that was never done. That was almost the equivalent of when, uh, uh, they did Russia uh, um, comedy um, in communist Russia. Remember that uh, Billy Crystal did it. Yeah. So I found that to be significant, and I think that the Bill, that Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr special, that one-two punch, is going to be significant because I know personally that most of the people in the industry are afraid to speak because they're nervous they could lose their job. Right. Right. But. Now because people are speaking, you're seeing more people being being vocal, especially with Chappelle in support of him. I agree. And and, and you're seeing how far that the that the progressives are willing to go. As you know, they, they still think they control the media and they're they've gone from entertaining anymore. They they, they don't even it's just Dude,
1: Tommy, just Tommy Nestor just chimed in with a good one. He says, uh, this is good for comedy. People will go and pay top dollar to see hilarious, politically incorrect comics in speakeasies in the near future. Stay woke. That's right, dude. my man. I like that comment right there. That's good stuff, dude. I like it.
2: And you know what? You know what else is very good is that comedy is in the underground again where it belongs.
0: Right. Yeah. It
2: does. It do- I personally don't think comedy should be mainstream and – I don't like certain people at my shows. I don't want you at my show. And I, and I say that all the time. And you've seen me say it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go.
2: go this is not for you. Comedy is not for you. If, if you don't like violence, don't go to a UFC fight. OK?
0: Yep.
2: If you don't, if, if you can't handle free thought and joking about fucked up shit, stay out of a comedy club. It's that simple.
1: Yeah. Just don't go.
2: Just don't go. But again, uh, I don't mean to spend this much time on it. I, I think this is how significant those two specials are.
1: Yeah. Um, well, dude, I think I, mean, I think that puts a button on that one. I wanted to ask you, buddy, because uh, it's that time of year again, and anytime uh, this time of year happens, uh, I think of you. Uh, number one, because uh, fall is approaching, and uh, we're and I know that's your favorite season, but also it's football season.
2: Wait,
1: your bitch ass dad calls it auto. <laughs> your bitch ass dad calls so, it auto. I don't.
2: I forgot who tweeted that. That's not mine. Somebody tweeted that <laughs> on the bitch ass dad
1: feed. <laughs> but buddy, so uh, I just want to ask you about a couple things. So the Antonio Brown thing, were you surprised at all by any of that? Yeah, of course. Are you You're, kidding me? I thought. I mean, I thought they had a good HD TV show about it called. Uh, <laughs> Uh, on on HBO, like called Hard Knocks. I mean, I think during that whole thing, I was like, the burnt feet was one thing, but you can tell that guy was itching to get the fuck out of that place.
2: Uh, I don't, you know what? I I don't understand it. Um, now, now it's the helmet, whatever. You know he he made thirteen million without paying without playing it down. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think the Pats are a good place for him. I'll tell you this right now: Belichick won't put up with any of that bullshit. That's well, for real.
1: Oh, I know, I know, I know. But there, there was almost like a like a just reminded me of like a like a like a TO type personality where it's like, you know, how did this guy clock this much money? And now he's in at New England. You know, he didn't play a down of football yet. I mean, preseason or not. I mean, we're now in football season. Uh, I just thought it was very interesting, man. That guy is a real character. And then the days later with whatever the the rape allegations and all this other stuff, it's just the guy can't stand
2: Now now he's catching cases before he's catching balls. Exactly,
0: bro.
1: (laughs) Yeah, bro. (laughs) He's he's showing up to more depositions than football games these days. (laughs) Uh, Chris Foster says he believes Tom Brady is about to break every record this year. What do you think?
2: Um, you know, they're in the division to do it. Yeah. I meant, you know, again, uh, uh, the Dolphins, the, the bills, the jets. I mean, this is every year with the, with the Patriots. So again, it, it it's not as impressive of a dynasty to win your division every year. Yeah. I mean, every year it's, it's a cakewalk. Yeah. You know, but with that being said, yeah, I mean, Brady, he could put those stats up, man. I, I'm just laughing that Sam Darnold got uh mono and
0: he's yeah, out this I
2: week 15 he like, can't <laughs> <fuck> <laughs> what'd what you uh, what'd you make out with somebody <laughs> under the bleachers yeah. in chin and Mono. <laughs> who the fuck is mono
1: <laughs> yeah dude he's gotta pick up his uh his fucking uh and uh <laughs> and
0: stay out <laughs> home. <laughs>
2: He's out. Sam Darnold's out with the uh, pink eye. Yeah, He's got
1: pink eye. Yeah, don't worry. Some of his, uh, some one of his uh, schoolmates from the neighborhood's gonna drop his homework off after uh, every day. You know, so just you know, keep thinking of Darnold. He'll be okay. <laughs> Dude, that's
2: hilarious. I know it's hilarious,
0: right?
1: Because <laughs> I was thinking that too. I'm like, wait, adults. I mean, I don't remember the last time you know, mono was like this. This folklore of a of a sickness when you were young, where you're like, oh, they can't kiss anyone, like no one was kissing anyone, and you're like, you can't kiss anyone for weeks, and oh, they got mono, they're just very lethargic, and they just at home. It was like a mysterious thing that some kids got in school. Yeah, they, they called it the kissing flu. Yeah, and then Darnold is out with like. How funny! Like how funny would that be? And like just, just just like if you owned him in fantasy, and like that little that little notification comes on that says like there's news about the player, and then you click on it, and it's it's mono. It's like what the
2: fuck? <laughs> what? Who goes out with mono <laughs> what, at your age?
1: Did you get at the Sadie Hawkins dance. What happened to him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <This is> great. <laughs> But uh, and then uh, you know you know who I had uh, in one of my leagues is uh, that uh, tight end Henry from uh, L.A. and he injured himself and that was a kind of a big blow for me. But apparently some of these guys have reputations for having like glass bones. Like have have you had have you heard of that with some players? Like they protect certain players because they're like oh this person always breaks something. He can't help himself with breaking bones.
2: I mean, like Mr. Glass. Yeah, there's from, uh, there, there's some players.
1: Well, no, because there's some players that they 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 give them what they call like vet breaks, like veteran breaks on days of practice because like the guy, you know, it, it's been four collarbones later, and this guy cannot fucking keep his upper body together. You know, Listen,
2: through little league, high school, and college, I've really done damage to my body. Yeah, and I can only imagine what the pros go through. I mean, Jesus uh, Gronkowski said he's he's had 20 concussions.
1: It's unbelievable, dude.
2: I mean, I've had two or three. Um, I've broken seven fingers. Uh, I broke a collarbone, a shoulder right here, whatever this is called.
1: And this is all from fights, right? Not football.
2: <laughs> well, no. It's from football. <laughs> the shoulder's from football.
1: I'm just I'm just kidding, buddy.
2: Uh, this was this thumb was from a fight. This is why it didn't get fixed. You can't really see.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that funky angle.
2: Right, see see the
1: difference. Yeah, dude. (laughs) You have a you have a you have a dog leg thumb. (laughs) Yeah, that's like a par five. That's a par five on your hand right there.
2: Look at this one. I'm not flicking up. Look
1: how. Oh my god! You got a fucking you got a ski jump on that thing. You could hold the Olympics on your hands. (laughs) See
0: this one? Oh god! This This is so gross
1: oh man for anyone listening on the podcast you guys got to watch the video of this because you're seeing how funky fingered Ernst is but they all have stories I imagine
2: yeah but look though if I I can still do this with my hands and and you can't really tell yeah except except the thumb you see the thumb sticking out
0: yeah oh I see it buddy
2: yeah Uh, but uh no man the point is is that you you put your body through hell and uh you don't really realize it until you start hitting your 30s yeah (laughs) That's why I don't know how the hell Brady's still playing, man.
1: Yeah. Nick LaCosta said uh that uh, he didn't have mono, he had strep from kissing whores. That's what that's what he has on that one. Uh, Bob Frigiano says the reason why I had mono, the dirty Vagine of New Jersey. All right. Uh Bob Dominic probably caught in uh from uh uh Demarius Thomas <laughs> Shrewd move by Belichick. <laughs> I like I like I like that tinfoil hat uh, uh, theory. Uh, yeah, man, that's yeah. Jay Sanchez says he got it at winter formal. <laughs>
2: Speaking of uh, kissing, making out with hookers. Yeah. Uh, there's a a friend of ours who will go nameless okay. that was saying that. Yeah, man. He's like, yeah, man. These hookers. This place, you can get hookers and and they'll let you kiss them. And, and he said that as if, like, first of all, we're both going to go, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well. <laughs> I didn't know that, that that was on the special. Yeah, of course. Now I got to go. <laughs>
2: first of all, who's clipping? The fact you're clipping hookers and making out with them Yeah. just disturbing all the way around.
1: Yeah, you're just doing it for passionate kisses. It's like, that's not the <laughs> reason why they're there. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Only comics, buddy. Only comics.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I get hookers just so I can have them over and we watch a movie. If something happens, it happens. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, oh yeah, and then Robert Kraft, uh, Bob Dominic says cough cough. Robert Kraft. That's one thing I don't understand about like Robert Kraft. It's like you can do. You're Robert Kraft. You have you know so much money. You own a football team. I mean, I guess he's. I'm sure he's like a billionaire or you know multi 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 millionaire. You don't need to go to a strip mall to one of these and Tug places. You can just date, you know. You can just date a stripper in secret and pay for her, you know, fucking car payments and rent. And just like, get stuff
2: straight. Like that's a normal like saying you're always going to go eat at uh, at Mastro's every every meal.
1: But
0: dude, what
2: if he just driving and he was like, you know what? I'm I'm 90 years old. Uh, my wife's dead. All right, and uh, there's a place right there. I'm just going to pull in for a little fast food, and that's what he did.
1: Wow. Just taking that but, – but do you ever think – I mean, I don't know, man. It's just like you're Robert Kraft and, you know, I mean, you don't need to go to a strip mall, dude. He should already have a network of chicks in whatever town he's in to take care of that. I mean, I don't know, man. I just think it's kind of weird. The same thing I think, you know, Bill Clinton getting a blowjob in the White House by a 21-year-old or 20-year-old or however old she was. That's got to be the – you're the president of the United States. And, you're, and you know what I mean? It's like – you're you're in the Oval Office and you're getting a bloat like like this will come back at you like someone will find out about this. Do you know Dude, what I'm that saying? guy
2: dominated week week sixes and strong fives.
1: <laughs> that was uh, it was part of his foreign policy.
2: Yeah, he was, <laughs> I, mean, I love this guy. This guy, uh, there's you know, nothing he like a just, week
1: six or strong five.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he loved it. God bless.
1: I did not have sexual relations with that week six. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's he's uh you know he's clipping um uh, Shoney's waitresses. Yeah, you know
0: what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> God, bless God bless him.
1: Well, uh, buddy, I was thinking. Uh, I'd like to get into a list and I got to tell you this, dude, we have so many, we have, we have a lot of uh, viewers that are sticking with us on Facebook cause they can see and hear you. So, uh, shout out to everyone, uh, sticking with us on Facebook. We got good numbers right here. Uh, so uh, I, I wanted to get into a list, dude, cause we were talking about, um, we were talking about
2: I want, what I want to clarify the thing now. Yeah. Do you at least understand the Robert Kraft analogy? Cause like it, he was just, maybe he was just hungry and wanted something quick. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have time to to go to the hotel and get his secret service to yeah. to to pick the girl that's going to come in two hours. He just was like, you know what? Let me go relax myself like a, like a gentleman. Yeah, and uh, you know, release some tension all over my stomach.
1: Foster like Foster says there's two uh, two things that strip uh, strip malls are uh, known for: uh, the best Mexican food and Asian rub and tugs. Josh Meadows says, do it in Vegas; it's legal there. And uh, Greg Ray says, uh, "Week six, strong five should be the next Yodel T-shirt." Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bob Dominic said, "Yeah, he's stopping off like a midnight burrito at Seven I don't know, man. I, I get what you're saying, but I, I just feel like I don't know. There, you, people like that, you have so much to to you know lose, or I, not that he lost anything, but I don't know. I just think it's a risky move.
2: He did nothing wrong. If he was in Vegas, he did nothing wrong. If he was in, uh, you know. Any other state
1: right, so this is more of a state issue than uh the moral uh question that we're kind of trying to delve into
2: I don't understand the fact that okay, let's just say he took a girl out to dinner and she did the same thing right she's an adult he's an adult yeah he's old he's he he's not married i mean you understand what I mean like what it, I get it these are still. These dumb moral laws that are left over from, like, the religious the, – the that's still a little bit of the stink that's left over from when the religious right was uh, acting like the progressive left now.
0: Yeah.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I got you. I mean, you know, we should all be able to go to strip malls and uh, bang uh, hookers.
2: Look. You want guns in America, you can get it easy. You want drugs in America, you can get it easy. If you want to do a, get prostitutes in America, you can get it easy. It doesn't matter. It just, still, it's still a choice. Like, right. We choose not to do those things. Right, right. It, I'm saying that's what we choose, but we can still do it. I mean, there's consequences if you get caught, but 95% of people don't get caught. Right. So why should it all be illegal I mean, I get I get certain – I get the AK-47s being illegal, and but like pot? Why are we even – why is that even a thing?
1: Yeah. No, I hear you, dude. I hear you. I mean, there's people
2: in jail doing serious time. Still for pot. I mean, I get they were selling, but, you know, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Let's go. Move on. Let's do the list.
1: Yeah, dude. I, so I uh, look, look good you, in, dude, this, you in look, this thing or what? You look great, dude. You look great. Uh, someone commented earlier that somehow you're getting more bookshelves. It's like how- – <laughs> They, they feel like the, the, the bookshelves are, are so empty that they're almost multiplying. They're right before our
0: eyes. Uh,
2: this internet camera that I bought is, is wider. So you were just getting this. But, uh, yeah, my, my bookshelves are expanding. Me and my wife, yeah. we just keep buying bookshelves.
1: I like this. Yeah, you no longer look like you're on a, a, a Ring doorbell camera. You, 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 you kind of have a broader uh, 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 frame there for us. So I appreciate it.
2: We had a conversation two weeks ago. And I I went and that's what bothers me. You think it's the other thing, but it's not the other thing. So this is this is what I did, and we got to give it a chance.
0: All right, I like it. I like and it. And we
2: could do we could do this on schedule. And you know it's hard when we're on the road and shit because I'm not going to take this shit with me.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know I
2: mean? but you know uh, we we're gonna we may not be doing these as frequently because of you know both our schedules because yeah. you're working a lot too. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna be doing them enough. So, and we're going to be good quality and people are going to enjoy it and I'm going to edit it and I'm going to put it online and it's going to be a good time. You heard God it here first.
1: I like it. So, uh, yeah, Yodel, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking, you know, and, and just to, just to, you know, address that kind of like what, what you're talking about, just cause people ask they are like, how come you guys aren't doing more podcasts? So like, like you're on the list. I think, you know, whenever we can do a, you're on the list, um, you know, we, we're going to, you know, do a, you're on the list. Um, but you know if you know if you're getting starved of Brett and you need some more Brett in your life i mean Brett you got the the gentleman podcast which is doing really well right now where you guys are you know you yeah, talk you're talking that's, bets that's, and all that stuff so you know there's that outlet yeah, you know
2: but that's not really uh, i'm going to launch like you're going to we we could still do our own thing and still do this yeah you know but i'm i'm going to i'm thinking about launching a, a podcast uh just me talking about what 's in the news man I, I, and it, you know it 's so funny because i 'm the most political non political guy yeah, but i I have a moderate opinion on everything i, I really do it 's not i 'm not all in on everything
1: yeah no hundred percent hundred percent, and I think that 's something that uh, you know once you complete the work uh, in the house and all that stuff it 's something that uh, it 's it's, it's inevitable because I think the people want it the people want it, they, they, the people want to hear brett 's opinions. Uh, especially from Ohio, Be, being out of Hollywood, I think you've become that much more enjoyable <laughs> because, because you're, well, I, mean, I mean.
2: It's is that you're not, I'm not dealing like, you know, amongst my friends, like if me and Burr have a cigar or, you know, I'm with uh, Sebastian or Bacallan or, you know, or you, and yeah. we're just talking, it's great. Yeah. But you know, when you have these people that are just, that aren't that talented that think that they're gonna get ahead by destroying other people, yeah and and you know, like I could still be for me and not against you, you know right, and uh I don't know, I just it' it's not it, there was a lot of toxicity in Hollywood, a lot of toxicity in l a and you know it's it's just nice to to be around people that just are content with where they're at in life and and are. A good mix of liberal and 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 conservative.
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh, because you
2: know you're a, you're a progressive Bible belt out there.
1: Oh, dude, I'm all in it. I'm in West Hollywood, baby. I, I'm. I'm get- and, and you
2: know what's crazy is that I agree with I would say ninety percent of their of, of what they say. Right. But it's not. It's it's it's. Uh, I don't know, man. You know what's crazy though, Pete, As I was thinking about this. Like the Gen X are the Gen X generation, our generation is producing some of the best comedians and actors like DiCaprio. The rock is Gen X. uh, Bill Burr is Gen X. Chappelle is Gen X. Yep. Right. Um, Great musicians that, that we created from Biggie Smalls to Tupac to fucking uh, Kurt Cobain. All three of them are dead. But the point is we're such a, a, small generation that we're so insignificant when it comes to politicians
1: and votes. Hundred percent, yeah.
2: And we were, we're we're the last generation that you know we were raised by both uh, the World War II and the Boomers. Yeah. But your dad is a tweener, man, because he's closer to World War II than he is the Baby Boomers.
1: Oh yeah, because he's eighty, right? <clears throat> yeah, my dad just turned eighty, which is amazing. I mean, he's doing it right, though. I was telling you. <laughs> When we were home over Labor Day, I'm in the ocean with my dad. He's taking waves to the face. He's going under them. He's, oh, when the big ones come, you know. So I, I just hope to be able to be doing that when I'm 80.
2: Dude, you, your father is just – he's a remarkable person. Yeah. He really is. What a life. Yeah, And oh, he's yeah. still gone.
1: Oh, yeah. It's pretty amazing, dude. It's pretty amazing. I, ho- I, Anyways, hope, I hope we make it that far, buddy. I think we will.
2: You ever, you ever
1: get a pimple in your nose? Oh, yeah. It's the worst.
2: It's I got one right now and it's driving me nuts and it hurts like hell.
1: Yo oh, yeah. The worst are the ones that are like they're like they feel like they're five layers below the surface and they just are these big mounds that if you touch it it hurts. Ooh.
2: Mine's inside. It's inside.
1: Yes, the inside ones are the worst. Yeah. Ugh.
2: And when they pop, you hear it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's all ear, nose, and throat, bro. It's all connected. <laughs> your ear is picking that up, man. That's like uh, that's like Dolby surround sound popping for your ear, for your sets.
2: You, you know, get- I like what you said. The podcast for the people. Maybe that's what I'll call it.
1: Podcast for the people, dude. I'm telling you, I like it.
2: I'm a plebeian. I'm a pleb. I'm proud of it. A proletariat. A lot of peas here.
1: Yeah, I like that, dude.
2: You notice that the the word? Do you ever notice that numbers and letters
0: follow you? Yes.
2: Like, like again. I, I, I was born in Princeton. I went to Plantation. I grew up in Passaic. Yep. Right. Um. They, they just, I noticed that.
1: Yeah, you can literally write a children's book just based on that. By bi- that biography. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the meat of this fucking podcast, I'm just rambling. I forgot we're doing a podcast. I feel like I'm just talking. That's how good this fucking equipment, <laughs> the internet is. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Shut
0: up. Oh, uh, here we go. The
1: dog, the dog is in the house. Let's stop doing the list. All right, so what, what we were thinking was, um, you know, not that this is our last uh, You're on the List podcast, but Brett and I were talking about it and just, you know, saying how, you know, we're, we're not doing as many of them and whatever. And I was like, well, you know, it's not like this is going to be the last one. But we were talking about series finales. OK, and um, and some like that were this some
2: was our, this was our last one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so so like there's good series finales and then there's bad series finales. OK, um, so we. I'm going to throw it to uh, everyone on Facebook as well. Uh, anyone listening right now? um what are some of the good season finales or i'm sorry series finales and bad series finales like what are some of the good ones what are some of the bad ones this can be obviously we're to- we're talking mostly television but you know this will include netflix or any of the shows that you guys watch Frigiano's already uh checking in with one of them that i think is a good one and and guys when when, when you guys uh when you guys um uh, you know, write this down. I want you to tell me is this good or bad? Okay. So right now, Frigiano, and this is one of the ones I think is good that should be on the list, is Cheers. Uh, Cheers, I thought was a great finale. Uh, he's he's also saying Mash. Uh, Meadows is saying Breaking Bad. We'll talk about these in a second. We'll individually. I just want to write some of these down. Um, well, and- let's
2: let's just say something really quick as a criteria. I mean, it should be a series that was just an unbelievable series that when it finished. You felt, you felt like it was complete. That you felt satisfied and right. like, man, that was that was an experience, you yeah. know. And uh, I never watched Mash. Apparently, Mash is like one of the best ever.
1: Yes, I did watch it's- Mash, and um, and the, the finale, yeah, I, the, the finale was was good. I I, I gotta, I, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna, you know, basically see. Um, because that was, I think, one of the most watched TV shows. Um, yeah. It was called "Good uh, Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen." I just want to look it up on Wikipedia because I, I do think at the time it was a uh, it was a real cultural uh, a, a, a real cultural significance because of the viewership. Um, I thought I think the uh, the viewership had something uh, had had a, had a lot, you know. Um, but uh, I think Mash Mash should be. I mean, we might bump it off because we don't watch you know this is not really our generation but, uh, but at
2: the same time you know like you know that there's coaches that you, that you would put on the mount rushmore of coaches just based on their accomplishments and what they've done yeah. and uh mash is like universally considered one of the greatest season finales of all time
1: right so yeah so I, it
2: has to be, whether yeah. we start or not
1: right um i just want to uh, i'm just going to read a, just a couple of lines here buddy um just uh, to give you an idea, it says uh, uh, interest from advertisers prompted CBS, and network's broad- uh, broadcasting MASH. To sell 30-second commercial blocks for $450,000 equal to $1,131,000 today, Uh, each uh, costlier uh, than ever for NBC's airing of uh, the Super Bowl that year. Okay, So it was was more than what they were paying to advertise on the Super Bowl. Uh, On the night of the episode aired, uh, large areas of California, particularly the San Francisco Bay Area, suffered power outages due to uh, unusually uh, stormy weather. I don't know what we need to know about this about. Uh yeah, so it was a big it was a big uh it was a big uh had one hundred <laughs> hundred and five uh point nine seven million total viewers.
2: What's going on with you? what are you, Hyman Roth? Yeah. With the, with the,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm coughing up here. A total audience of hundred and twenty one million. <laughs> huh? It was a total audience of hundred and twenty one million for that yeah, for the it's set, finale. On there.
0: It's,
2: it's it's probably number one. I mean historically I, now my personal favorite that I felt satisfied with was Breaking Bad.
1: Yes. I think uh I think Breaking Bad should be on the top five. So the way I want to do this guys is the top five we're gonna list are good finales. And then the bottom five should be the ones that we weren't pleased with. You know, notorious ones, you know, I think lost, you know, might be on that. Um oh, I got well we'll, we'll have where, do you,
2: where do you put the Sopranos ending? i i I don't know if i i didn't like it i I, um some people loved it i just didn't like it
0: right
1: um that's the thing and i and i'm gonna throw to uh our facebook viewers right now was sopranos a good finale or was it a bad finale we had the obviously the 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 foreigner song that you can hear every day on k-earth 101 a million times and uh uh, and then it just blacks out, you know, and a lot of people were like, what does that mean? Is it just, you know, did, did someone take him out? And that's, you know, we were looking through his eyes the whole time and that's the end of his life right there in front of his family in that diner. Uh, or did it just mean nothing? It just that's the end of it. And uh, and there you go. So we're going to get some feedback on um, on that Dexter on the bottom five. Nick LaCosta, I was mentioning that earlier. Uh, and Janine Powers says Game of Thrones, so we'll discuss that. So, Brett, you think S- is Sopranos – is
2: awful. What's that? Game of Thrones yeah. is awful. That's our number one worst finale because how could a show that was just so phenomenal yeah. and so well-made and then just fizzle out like that? And the answer is because the guy never finished the books and now you really saw – the genius behind the whole thing right the end was left for the writers and they just they dropped the ball man right it was i mean you had fucking star starbucks cups in the shot
0: yeah
1: so dude game of thrones will be game of thrones will be i think at number six so that'll be our our number one worst finale I you know I wasn't a big so Brett I I never really watched uh, any Game of Thrones so I haven't watched the series but I don't remember a series ending where everyone was like this was so shitty you know what I mean I didn't even hear people like ah well it was really a good series overall and you know the, the eighth season that's what it was but that's how it was supposed to be like no one defended this thing everyone was like that was fucking awful
2: yeah it, it would be uh, it, it, there's no I meant look, it was it was living up to itself, which is why, you know what I mean? It yeah. was comparing itself to itself. But uh it just it it just was awful all the way around. Like if Dina, that was the first episode, people would have been like, I'm not I'm not watching this series.
1: Dina says uh Sopranos is in the bottom five. Uh I agree. So she thinks that should be the uh, on the bottom five. Chris Foster says worst ending has to be Sopranos. Nick LaCosta says, I think he's talking about Game of Thrones here. He says they jammed three seasons of content into one season. Maybe is he talking about the eighth season of, of Game of Thrones. Game of yeah. Thrones? Okay. It's like
0: they rushed
2: it. They rushed everything.
1: And then Chris Foster says the Shield had a great ending. I never watched The Shield.
2: Listen, in episode two, in episode two, they talk about, you know, the the White Walkers, whatever, the the Ice people. Yeah. And the way that they that they die, it just, it just happens. It's it's, it's just so, there's no explanation. It's just awful. It's really awful.
1: Um, Well, I got to tell you, dude, that, uh, like I said, the Game of Thrones, I I don't remember any sort of reaction like that. Greg says the wire ending was so non-memorable. But what? Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, it was a great it, series. I mean, you know, oh, dude, Josh Meadows goes, remember the ending of the Brett Ernst podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Dexter yeah, on the bottom five. You
0: guys tuned in.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dexter, uh, again, I'm seeing more Dexter. Dexter was definitely. Did, did you ever watch oh, Dexter? I started to, but it gave me anxiety. Dude, I I really got into it. Whitney was a Dexter fan, and uh, what's his name? Philip Michael Hall or whatever his name is. He's – or uh, whatever his name is. That, that's Is that the younger guy? That, am I thinking of like the Breakfast Club? What's, he He has some sort of three names. Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall is the guy from Breakfast – or from uh, the, those
2: yeah, – yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But anyway, the guy who played Dexter, his acting was so great. It was such an exciting show. Uh, you know he's a serial killer that like kills only bad people and whatever blah blah blah, and I loved it. I thought it was great, dude. The season finale of this show was such a disrespect to the viewer, where it was like, "Hey dummies that were watching this thing for so many seasons, you didn't need to watch. We we don't respect you." It ended with him becoming like a, a lumberjack in, in, in Oregon or some shit, and his sister. This whole this whole storyline he had with his sister. The entire episode ends so stupidly. It was just a terrible, terrible, terrible finale. That's my vote. Dexter in the bottom five. Uh, Janine Power says Dexter was awesome. Uh, Dina says Dexter was badass. But what about the finales, ladies? What about the finales? It was terrible. Stop. That was what terrible.
2: about lost lost is definitely definitely on this.
1: what a disappointment. Lost definitely has to be on the lower Lost might have to go right behind Game of Thrones. that was another one where everyone was like, why did we even watch this? You it made was it-
2: so it was so you know it was bad.
1: Six feet under was a great finale I think uh, six six feet under was good uh, that's
2: I was shout that out six feet under had a great ending
1: dude six feet under might I mean that was a very uh, it was just a great ending it's it, just like you said before pal you want the finale to feel like you know that it it, it, it puts a, a an end on the story you can either visualize the characters living on or you could freeze frame them right from this point but it completes it right? So, so six six feet under did that. Six feet under did that. I want to go back to Bob Frigiano, what he said about cheers. Cheers was, that was a great finale. If you guys remember, like someone's walking down the steps and you know, they, they tap and then you see Ted dance and goes, sorry, you know, we're closed. That's something he never, he never did. Right. The, the, the whole one of the main themes of that show was that the door was never closed at cheers, even after hours, you know? So I I thought, I thought that that was a good finale. That
2: was, no, that, that's yeah, but there was more. Like, remember when he then he pulls out a gun and shoots Norm?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he
1: kills Norm. Which
2: is and like – And he kills Norm, yeah, and finally. then uh, he kills himself.
1: Yeah, f- yeah, finally, dude. The murder, <laughs> the murder, Suey at the end of Cheers was television gold. Like, you can't top that. I mean, you know, he shoots himself in the head after he kills Norm. I mean, you didn't see that coming. <laughs>
0: This is the
2: analogy I was going to make, Pete, and you can really res- respect this analogy, and I think Frigiano and all of our Italian listeners can. You know when you get a great a great dish of pasta, right? Yeah. And the, you get the nice, the gravy is phenomenal, or the m- marinara sauce, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the sauce or the gravy. Right. After you're done, all of a sudden, out comes the fresh bread, and you start cleaning the plate with the bread.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's what the season finale should yeah. be.
1: Yeah, you just gotta you gotta mop off the rest of the sauce and fucking make it nice and clean.
2: Some nice fresh bread.
1: Yeah, exactly. You don't want to you don't want to give uh, the plate to Nana with stuff all over it. You got to clean it, wipe it nice and clean
2: eat the crust after you've eaten the pizza.
1: Greg Ree says, uh, can you count tonight's show with Johnny Carson as a great finale with Bette Midler? Even though there was uh, really one more show where they just showed old clips, but most people don't remember that one. I, I do remember the, the finale of Johnny Carson, because um, I remember it was like, you really felt like it was the end of this generation. You know, our parents, it was like this existing thing from our parents' generation that carried over into our generation, and you, you, and you kind of have to, you have to kind of, it was like watching a funeral you know you were like all right well that's it, it for that show
2: it was our grandparents generation yeah
1: exactly exactly
2: he was really our grandparents you know yeah he was like he was like your father he was in between
1: greg reese said uh in the finale of Cheers, uh sam straightened the picture of coach hanging on the wall uh and nick Lacoste is his perfect analogy brett so that could that could that could really that could that can mean anything. That because I, I don't know which analogy because you're full of analogies. So that one was a good this one. This
2: is this is why I make the big money. Yeah,
1: exactly. Josh Meadows says Boardwalk Empire was dope, but don't remember the finale. Um, and uh, and then uh, Matt is saying that David Letterman should have got that show, meaning uh, uh, Johnny Carson's show. Um, but I got to tell you, man, we got we have some ones to to, to look at. Uh, Dina says, was there a finale for All in the Family? I don't know if there was. Like, can yeah, you? Yeah, it- but
2: then it, then it was weird. Then they did Bunker Archie's Place, and then they had a little girl on there after Edith died.
1: Yeah. That yeah. was kind of weird. Yeah. That's what sucks is when some shows don't know when to just stop. It's like, you know, we didn't need Save the Bell After Dark. TV yeah, when they're people. in college. Or <laughs> yeah, like, or whatever it was. It's like, you know, just should have just ended it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Nick LaCosta says a a good finale is cleaning the gravy off the plate. Um, so dude, listen, if you, if you don't mind, I'm going to put, I'm going to put Game of Thrones at number six. That's the, I think that's the worst finale that you know, you could think of. And number seven, I'm going to put lost and buddy, this may have, uh, I think you you may have mentioned this before, uh, before we, we went on air Sopranos. I thought was, I was fine with it. Some people think it was the worst finale. I think it would be fitting to put Sopranos at number five because it, it, it puts you right on the line between good and bad.
2: I think, that's, I think that's good. Put it at five because it's both good and bad.
1: Yep. I like it.
2: And work our way down to, you know, actually six is the worst.
1: Six is the worst. Six is Game of Thrones. Seven is lost. I'm going to put Dexter on one of these three. I, I know you're not a Dexter fan, but I'm I, telling you, man, it was the worst.
2: I was a fan of the show, and I watched the first two seasons. I tried to binge it, but like I said, I started getting anxiety.
1: Yes. Uh, Gabriel uh, says uh, the best finale on TV was Parks and Rec because they predicted the Cubs winning the World Series. That's interesting.
2: Hey, uh, I look angry, don't I?
1: I don't think you do, dude. I think it's it's just those cartoonish uh, Uncle Leo eyebrows that you have.
2: I'm looking at myself, and I'm like, God, I always look angry, but I'm not angry.
1: No, you're very like, happy.
2: Like, I look
1: right now. No, you're, you're, a, you're a happy person. Uh, yeah, Nick see,
0: says – He looks weird.
1: Yeah, no, I think you look good, buddy. Let's get some feedback on that. Does, 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 to anyone watching right now, does Brett just look insanely angry? Let's just pull Brett up right there. I mean, there we go. There's a face right there. I think you look great. I think you just look like a normal guy
0: yeah, who's, look, who's got see, a little –
2: I'm talking, and it looks like I'm I'm frustrated and I'm angry. no. I think that the
1: it looks like you're making a good point right there. When you have your eyebrows up right there, it looks like you're you're engaged and you're and you're and you're you're giving some good knowledgeable. And now you look angry. Now it's like, who is this guy? Did I say something wrong? Maybe maybe. Oh, now now he's looking away.
2: Now listen, you want to talk about angry? Okay, I, I ripped my lawn up. I showed you the video on the car, and we 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 put topsoil down, planted all new seeds. The the lawn's growing in absolutely beautifully. Yeah, and then yesterday, this third-party Amazon delivery company goes to drop a package off at my neighbors, and this woman—it was a woman because we caught her at the bell and we got the video of it. Yeah, drives up on my lawn because she's not paying attention, and just misses the sprinkler system I put in. Yeah, and divots out the whole front of the lawn of the brand new lawn. Yes, and then then drove away like nothing happened. Yeah. Now, you want you know you're getting old when your lawn becomes the reason why you're throwing shit in the street
1: and yelling at everybody.
2: <laughs> I literally, you kids, get off my lawn. Yeah,
1: dude, I think I know the that third party uh, delivery service people that you're talking about. Called? I I know I I can't think of the name, but I know what you're talking about. They do, dude. Sometimes. Because they have one in our – because I think it's the same one. It's like a truck full of just boxes. Like it doesn't even – you know how like UPS and FedEx, when they show up, it looks like they're kind of organized. I've seen the back of one of these things and it's just full of just boxes all tumbled over. These two ladies that look like maids got out and it turns out they're delivery people for uh, – god, what is it called? I, there's, there's a name for it but it's terrible.
2: You got- We've got cameras all up and down the street because everybody has the the ring the ring thing, yeah. right? So like I can film. Could she pass my camera angle? Because she was more towards my neighbors when yeah. she ran up on the lawn. Yeah. But my neighbor across the street caught her, and then my neighbor that she delivered caught her ringing the bell.
0: Yeah.
1: Dude, that's the. I worst. was wishing
2: it was a dude.
1: Dude, Nick Lacosta says your eyebrows look like fake mustaches. My son won at Lucky Leo's. <laughs> Lucky Leo's up on the boardwalk in Seaside. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> that's that's an arcade up there. That's really funny. Hey,
0: uh,
2: you know what? I want to shout out to Artie, man. Artie Lang looks great. He looks great. I mean, he's got to get his nose fixed, but he looks healthy, man. He lost weight. I'm glad he's he's taking care of himself.
1: Yeah, someone posted that on our uh, on our Facebook or on our uh, Twitter feed. And uh, yeah, that's unbelievable. Artie Lang, I think it was, he said like seven months and X amount of days he's been sober. And he like looks like a fucking different person. It's like a totally yeah. different person. I, I could barely recognize him.
2: He looks great. I mean, he's got to fix his nose, but he looks great. Yeah.
1: So did he get no surgeries from drug use or what was going on there? Or did he just collapse septum? Um-
2: from what I heard is, uh, you know, that the, the cartilage was deteriorated. Yeah. Right. I think he snipped glass on accident or something Ooh. happened, but then he got punched in the nose by his bookie. Oh.
1: And so that, that so smashed it's, it. it. It's more of a culmination of lifestyle that led to that nose looking like it does. It wasn't, you know, a botched surgery or anything like that.
2: <laughs> by the way, the fact that, I mean, I love Artie and I know people like Artie and the fact that you know, you asked what happened to his nose, and we went from doing drugs to sniffing, almost sniffing glass, yeah. and getting punched by your bookie. Yeah. Just It's all so many levels of dysfunction, and that's why I love
1: him. Oh, man. Artie's last Howard Stern show appearance is the worst finale. That's what Greg says. Kevin Stewart says, what up, boys? Kevin's uh, on the Facebook chat. Kevin, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for everything in Seaside. We had a great time.
2: It was awesome, man. We're going to do it again, but this
1: time we're going to plan ahead. Yeah, we'll plan ahead and, yeah, keep it more of a independent operation. <laughs> but, uh, dude, so let's get back to TV shows here. Okay, we got five good and five bad, all right? We got Game of Thrones and Lost as the worst series finales, okay? So I want to get back to some of the uh, good or bad. Uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Breaking Bad should be on the good side. I think right. I think well, it's- we got MASH, <clears throat> Breaking Bad, and um, Cheers. Should we put MASH? I mean, where do you who who's number one in this situation, pal?
2: Um, I I mean, you you got to go MASH because of the history behind it, and you know it was just unprecedented what they did.
1: And I got to tell you, buddy, our our listeners through the Facebook feedback, the instant feedback, that was like the first thing that multiple people said. So I do believe it should be uh, in the in the number one position there. Um, I would argue that breaking bad could be number two i think that 's one of the best shows of all time, and I think the finale was great
2: all the way around. It was such an amazing show and the um and the finale was sad. it was really good
1: it yeah. was really good um and then also dude uh we were talking cheers, I think cheers because it was such a it was, it was it was a wonderful episode but it was uh we needed to have a, f- a finale that fit and you had very successful spin-offs like Frasier um you know uh that 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 became Emmy winning and all that stuff so i think i think uh, cheers if you had a bad finale i don't think we could have pulled off a, a, a Frasier
2: Where do you put Seinfeld's finale?
1: Seinfeld i am a huge Seinfeld fan and i so here's my take on Seinfeld. I thought it was uh good and bad. Um I liked that the the last the last line and this is I mean just as the from the writer perspective if if you were to look at it uh the last line uh you know George notices that uh or uh, uh someone notices that uh George's button, you know, is too close to the top collar and Jerry says something like, you know, "See, that's what I don't like." You know, the The button's in no man's land, you know, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then George said, have we had this conversation before? And that was literally one of the opening conversations on the pilot, you know, was about that button. And I thought that was a cool way to sort of bookend this, you know, show. Um,
2: So why why don't we put it in as one of the better,
1: better finales? Would you mind if I put it at four? Next to sopranos because that because that can it's good and bad, it's good and bad it's similar Bob Dominic says uh, uh, similar to sopranos, the Seinfeld situation. you have a lot of people that liked it and a lot of people that didn't like it, but I was such a purist and I was such a supporter of the show that i I only did see the good in it, you know but uh, what's that?
2: What do you mean a purist? How are you a Seinfeld purist? I was like
1: I, I I there's what I'm trying to say is there is like I it was more of like a um I don't want to say it was like a religion or anything like that but I was so into it that you know I I was almost blindly loyal to the show. You know what I mean? So anything, any any sort of when I when I said purist, I mean like so to me like a purist (laughs) isn't a fan of change and whatever. So that was the the part of me that didn't like how how that ended. You know, they did one of the one of the episodes on the last season. They did backwards, and I thought that was an interesting thing. But you know, the purist in me was like, that's not how. Seinfeld show was supposed to be you know what I mean so I, I was kind of split on the finale I overall think it was a good finale what else are you going to do I think it's the best sitcom ever on television so I think it was a, yeah. I think it was a good finale okay so I'm putting Seinfeld at four that sits right next to Sopranos in that in that uh, you know right over the fence of good and bad um, <clears throat> uh, we also have you know another thing I want to mention Bob Dominic before mentioned Newhart I, and I was I never never you know watch Newhart a lot but it has a famous finale where he wakes up and the whole thing was a dream i think he he wakes up to he wakes up next uh, to i, don't,
2: I hate, when, hate when people do that
1: yeah but it was like he woke up to like the wife of the character of the show he did before Newhart, and then it was like a, a all a big dream uh wasn't there another one like that wasn't like dallas wasn't that a famous finale where everyone was like oh it was all a dream or maybe yeah, like, or, yeah. or, or, or dynasty. Yeah,
2: I, you know what? I think you should put Newhart on there.
1: You think so? As as one of the worst they, or best? No,
2: for the best, one of the best. So let's just move everybody down. Okay. And we got the list.
1: I like it, dude. So we got we got MASH at number one, Breaking Bad number two, Newhart at number three, Seinfeld's at number four, Sopranos number five. Now we are dealt. Cheers. What's that? Oh yeah, Cheers is even on the list, dude. Oh, buddy! I just yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I see what you're saying. We got a bump. I'm putting Cheers. I would say Cheers would have to be Cheers would be above Newhart or or vice versa. What do you think?
2: I say we get rid of Seinfeld.
1: All right. I like it. I like it.
0: Yeah.
1: So so does does Newhart go above Cheers or after Cheers?
2: Before uh, above. It was a great finale.
1: Yeah. It was amazing. All right. It's really
2: funny, very clever.
1: All right, I'm going to do – all right, perfect, dude. So we're back on track. We just took Seinfeld out completely. Uh, now let's, yeah, talk, because
2: let's, let's talk about – We were indifferent to it. It <laughs> wasn't sucky and it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad.
1: Right, exactly. Um, and you weren't disappointed. I, I, my Honorable mention for a good finale, I'm going to put Six Feet Under. I thought it was a great series finale. I'm going to put Dexter in the lower five here somewhere. Just that That's a, that's a Petey Boy one. Uh, I'll put him at ten, uh, I'll put him at nine. So yeah, we have two spots left on the worst finales. Sons of Anarchy, Janine Power said.
2: I didn't see it. I, I didn't watch the show.
1: Dallas was the one that everything was a dream. Dina is saying. She says yes, That's Dallas.
2: There, That's got to go on there.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dallas was notoriously. That was another time where just everyone was like, "What the fuck was that?" I'm gonna Google. What the worst, because I'm just curious what, if there are established lists, what are some of the worst TV finales? I just want to see what comes up. Let's see, let's see what we got here. Let's see if we got any of these right. Beverly Hills 90210 is one that comes on. Dexter is number two on this list. Game of Thrones is number three. How I Met Your Mother. I've heard about this. How it, I, I, I don't I, I never watched it, but everyone said how bad this was.
2: I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I never watched it either, so I don't
1: know. Yeah, something was really bad about that one. Lost. Yeah, that one beat Lost on this list. Lost is definitely uh, top. Roseanne. Oh, this was a good one. This I mean, and a bad one. I mean, so the yeah, Roseanne Rose, the Roseanne one. one. Uh, almost single-handedly made viewers despise the dream sequence, even more so than St. Elsewhere did years before. Uh, after nine seasons of depicting an average working-class family struggling to get by, the show took a weird turn when the title character, Roseanne, hit it big and won the lottery. Family went on, a bender living it up with her uh, found wealth uh, and uh, setting viewers up for a disastrous end. Uh, viewers eventually learned that, sadly, it was all a story contrived by Roseanne. What we we in fact discover that her husband Dan Goodman or uh, yeah Dan uh, what's it called Dan you know from Roseanne didn't recover from the heart attack he was dead the whole time
2: yeah it was that's it's terrible they keep doing that stuff it's so hacky
1: oh dude Roseanne might have to go on one of the worst uh, finales I, I'm gonna put it uh, we can still talk about other ones but geez that's terrible that's awful. Seinfeld is on this list. Sex in the City is on this list of worst ones. Sopranos is on this list. And Saint Elsewhere. I've heard that about Saint Elsewhere as well.
2: Uh, yeah, but who cares? We, we never watch
1: that. Yeah, it's like, you know, I don't watch that shit. Well,
2: dude, like I think. That downtown show everybody loves.
1: I think I'm going to put Roseanne at number 10, dude. That's. Come on. So, dude, I think we got a full list here. Um, yeah, great. I think we got a great list. I think we got a great. I'm just, I'm just going to check in on Facebook real quick because I, I wasn't looking at it. I just want to see if anyone is uh, checking in here. Janine Power says Sons of Anarchy could be considered the best or worst ending. Uh, I, I was a purist, as Pete would say, so I loved it. Uh, Dina says I hate when they make a great show and never finish it. That happens. That happens. Sometimes a show uh, is canceled uh, between seasons and it's a last minute Sort of change and they you just never get a, a, an ending, which is very, very frustrating when that happens. I was yeah, a fan of the show, there was a show called Jericho I was a fan of, and then like it, I don't think it ever really had a resolution. It was one of the shows that people were, you know, trying to get back on the air. Um, yeah, there, that happened to me a couple of times. I don't know, if, mm-hmm. Brad, did you watch Crashing Pete Holmes show on HBO? No, so Crashing. Not- crashing the last episode so they got they got canceled after uh three seasons but the last episode of the third season kind of gave you a resolution so i don't know if they did that knowing this was going to happen or 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 what but it did feel like it was a proper ending to that show so sometimes it works out when 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 a show gets canceled but uh i gotta tell you dude there's no show like breaking bad
2: no, that, and, and you know what? The show overall. It, the only episode that was kind of bad was the one from the flies' perspective.
1: Yes, that was but the only bad episode. That was the only one. That was like the that was the one bad episode. you were like, oh well, we'll give them one. I mean, that was literally the one that you're like, oh, that they could have not done that <laughs> one.
2: But I'm saying it wasn't even that bad. It just it just didn't do anything. It didn't wow you like the rest of the. Thing.
1: Right. Right. It was supposed to make you internalize the idea that we're all flies on the wall watching this amazing relationship between Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. What else you got, right. Chen? What else we got? What else you got? I think dude, I think I think we got a good list here, dude. I'm I'm ready to wrap this thing up. Um, but uh, I want to uh, I want to uh, just catch up some things uh, for you you know with you where you're going to be I know you mentioned uh, you're going to Vegas but that's 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 at the end of October what what, what do you have coming up?
2: Yeah, September. Um, I'm pretty much uh, I'm pretty much at um, I'm in Atlanta working. But when I'm doing stand up again, I'll give you right now. I'll tell you right now. Uh, beginning of October, I'm in Naples, Florida at Off the Hook. And then October 18th and 19th, I'll be back in New Jersey. Right. And then October 24th through the 27th, at the end, I'll be at Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club awesome. in Las Vegas, Nevada.
1: Nice. Um. <laughs> hey, do you know your dates when you're going to go to Atlanta? Because I'm going to be there at the end of the month, pal.
2: I'm there Monday through Thursday, and then I'm coming back again towards the end of the month. So yeah. who knows,
1: man? You come hang. Yeah, dude. I'm coming there the 22nd. T- Alive,
2: you're, on the, Alive, you're on, the, on the list podcast. We'll do a
1: yodel uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, because I'm coming in on the 22nd to the 25th, and I'm shooting a, a, a TV show there. So I'm pretty fired up. What about are you it, dude? I don't know if I told you about it, but I'm shooting this thing where um, I travel different cities, and we feature a chef. Ooh. Uh, and then you know the chef is like uh you know he, he works at the higher end establishment he's gonna teach me a dish his signature dish and i have to recreate that dish and then compete against another chef so to see if my you know my my tutelage was was well received
2: is this your idea or is it uh someone how you got cast in it
1: I got uh, Cass, and it's actually a producer friend that I think you may know uh, in in, uh, Steve Byrne's circle. He had this idea, and then um, they just wanted – basically, they wanted – initially, they wanted to feature a chef and then have the chef compete against another chef. But then they were like, wait, what if our chef that we're featuring loses the competition? So the way they backdoored that was you get old Petey Boy in there to take the blame. If I don't win, it's like, oh, it's the fucking hair and teeth guy who fucked it up, you know?
2: the series is picked up or you're just shooting a pilot
1: we're just shooting yeah it's not it's not anywhere yet this is uh, this is just to be shot we're well, doing uh, atlanta and chicago and washington dc and some other cities so i'm really excited about it
2: here's why if they can name it they need to call it compete
1: <laughs> dude that's an amazing <laughs> name compete <laughs> or it's just a directive from Whitney when i'm taking too long yeah <laughs> compete not compete. <laughs> well dude, I'm excited for it, dude. And uh and dude, plug the podcast. You got uh you got the the gentleman podcast going. And you're picking well, listen, if
2: you guys are still gambling, you can go just, just sign up or on iTunes. Um it's the, the gentleman podcast. Uh I'm picking games, man. I just went three and zero last week. Had a strong parlay. I, I bet all three. Oh shoot, that reminds me I gotta put my bets in. Yeah. And then um i am giving out my picks for this week, and we're just going to be picking games. And, and we partnered with the NGM and, and their betting app. And it's a good time, man. If you guys are gamblers, it just, it's, 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 it's good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my expertise. This is what I did for a few years. I used to uh, handicap – not handicap games, but pick games. And I'm doing well right now. Again, like I said, I was almost 72 percent – 71 percent last year.
1: And that's against the spread, you're saying, right? Like, you know, or with the spread, yes. however you look at it.
2: Well, I give you my locks of the week yeah. and what I think, you know, you could take the advice. I uh, I got mine this year if you want to hear them for this week. Can I get yeah, it to can, you now? Can
1: we hear them? Because I'm going to write these. I'm going to pick them league as well. So, yeah, I need to, I need to get your insight because you, you're doing well. Um, Who are your locks?
2: All right, my, I'm giving you my three. If you want to ask me who I think will win out of a game, I don't consider that a lock, but these are the three that I think. You, if you bet all three, you'll probably go two and one. Okay. Um, I like the Eagles over the Falcons. It's mm. only a point five, which we call the hook, yep. or the Jay Root hook. So it's a point five. You're only giving away a half a point. Um, Eagles are still one of the top five teams in the NFL. They're in Atlanta. I would take the Eagles. in atlanta the other game that i love is uh cleveland i think they're only giving two and a half i gotta look at that again and uh i think that you know they're gonna redeem themselves from from last week they let that game slip away from them in the fourth quarter yeah and you know and then uh what's his name through uh, uh, four like three picks in the fourth quarter, he didn't play well. But you're only giving up two and a half points, so you're saying
1: yeah, take Cleveland, yeah, okay.
2: And then, and I'm not being biased here. The Cowboys only minus four and a half against the Redskins is a really, 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 really appetizing pick for me. I think Dallas is uh, it's it's an NFC East rivalry game, so you're going to have that. Yep, but you're only giving. Up Four and a half. It's less than a touchdown. If Dallas wins, they're going to win big. And if they lose, it's going to be a close game. So you got to bank on what they're doing. Me, personally, I like. I liked what I saw. I was at the game last week. Um, the team, I love. Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator. I know Scott Linehan muddied the waters a lot with his offense. Uh, the play calling was superb. It was simple. We got a lot of weapons. The Cowboys got Zeke. They got Jason Witten, which was huge. He had a tug, Um, and they got uh, you know three of the the, uh, amazing receivers right now. They got Cooper, Cobb. um, I can't think of the other kid right now. Name slips me, but it's just a lot of weapons and one of the best offensive lines.
1: I like it, dude. Hey, so uh, before we list the uh, top ten list here, uh, Tom Tom. Yes,
2: right. Really, and the and the Redskins found a way to lose last week.
1: Yes. So
2: that's sign of a good team they were up so, and they, they let it go so all right go ahead heard it
1: here first you, t- you take the eagles take cleveland take cowboys brett's been doing well i've been yep. watching the uh, the gentleman uh, show and uh, your picks have been so far so good uh
2: but tom continue. We're going to continue. You're on the list, but I'm also, and you're. you I hope you start something, too.
1: Dude, I'm thinking of doing a podcast. It's called PD's Playhouse. It's a variety show. It's not going to have a format to it. Every episode is going to be a different thing, and uh, that's what I'm thinking of. I just think it would be fun. I just want to play around more where it's, you know, I'm not checking, you know, I just want to focus on, you know, some stuff and see what comes of it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting bored here without you. At the end of the day, I'm in this room alone. I, I got Sean, the amazing engineer, did a great Job today, but um, yeah, man, I think I think I want to, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck fuck around with some stuff too. But this, you know, you're on the list, still will exist. Uh, we had some people saying, uh, Nick Lacasa says, I really hope this isn't the finale of Yodel, please keep it going. Dina says, I agree, I love you're on the list. Uh, so yeah, we are going to, uh, we're gonna keep it going, but stay tuned.
2: Got the internet problem fixed, we got the mic problem fixed, and we got the camera.
1: Exactly. So we
2: should be good to go. And I hope this, I mean, I, I don't feel like I was, I was like, usually I feel disconnected sometimes because I can't hear you or no, lagging. This,
1: this, is, this is a whole different thing, dude. So yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is really this shit, good, buddy.
2: So keep going with
1: it. Yeah, I, I agree, dude. I agree. Yo, so listen, we're going to do the top 10 best and worst series finales of all time. Now these are the worst series of finales of all time. At number 10, we have Roseanne. At number nine, we have Dexter. At number eight, Dallas at number seven, Lost, and the worst season finale or series finale of all time. At number six, you have Game of Thrones. Here are the best series finales of all time. At number five, we have Sopranos. Yeah, we put it on this list. Uh, at number four, we have New Heart. At number three, we have Cheers. Number two is Breaking Bad. And the number one finale of all time is MASH. Uh, and I got to tell you this, dude um, Tom Verga also said, New Heart was a brilliant ending. Ah, uh, he made fun of the dream ending with Bob waking up next to Suzanne uh, Plachette from his seventies series. So that's that's the a- actress I was referring to uh, before. So, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 really cool. I think this list really really defines what we were talking about, what we were going for, pal. So, uh, and go to HairAndTeeth.com for anything uh, any updates on good old Petey Boy, uh, and uh, make sure you check uh, Brett it, out at his website and.
2: I I got to make an announcement and we're done. What do you got? Um, September 17th, go to the newsstands and pick up Men's Health Magazine. Um, my special is being featured in the fall comedy edition.
1: Yes. That's huge health. news, dude.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yo, so this is Men's Health? Yeah, Men's Health Magazine.
1: Dude, did you send them the photo of of Brett when he was working out back in his younger days when you look like a fucking <laughs> gorilla?
2: Basically, what the article is, is they did this with music, but they asked certain comics what their favorite specials are and who their favorite comics are. And then it becomes a chain. So I guess my name came up a few times. And then Chris Dalia is the one that uh, said, you got to check out my special. So then from that, then they asked me to give three, but I can't give Chris because he gave me. You know what right, I mean?
0: Right. 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 Right.
2: So other ones. And then that becomes a chain. So then that's what happened. And then uh, I don't know how it's going to play out, but that's the gist of it. So.
1: Well, dude, that's awesome, buddy. Um, that's that's really really cool. So, uh, Brett, once again, that comes out. What, what, when, when does that come out? We're, we're close to seven hundred thousand views on Principal's Office. Awesome. And uh, it
2: comes out September seventeenth. Awesome. It'll be on the stands next week.
1: Yeah, and I'm also going to do a quick uh, another plug for uh, for uh, what's it called for uh, what's his name uh, Steve Burns documentary uh always amazing if you're a fan of amazing jonathan if you haven't seen it go see it for free on youtube guys it's really really good uh make sure you check that out uh that was done with all things comedy and uh it's really really awesome so if you're if you you don't know the story of amazing jonathan you got to watch this documentary it's called always amazing on youtube make sure you check
0: it out
2: here's what i love i love what steve did i love what i did i love what uh andrew's doing right i love uh uh I love the idea that artists are finally taking it in their own hands. Yep. And I'll be honest with you, man. There's a lot of things that I've accomplished that I've had to work really hard for. And there's things that I have made probably more money off of or – I don't want this to come out wrong. This one thing, this special is I'm very proud of it because I was told no twice and I still didn't need that permission to exist. Right. And now it's being featured in a national magazine. Even though I did turn something down, but I turned it down because they knew, they thought I wouldn't. Right. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I get it, dude. Well, that's awesome, man. I I, big big congratulations on that.
2: uh, I I just, I'm very happy that I, I just, just didn't, just walked away from it and was like, you know what? No, I got told no twice. One, we're not even going to see it. Then I said, fuck it. I'll do it myself. Put my money in it. Didn't really see that big of a return, but the people that were involved in the beginning, even you, coming down, uh, hosting, emceeing it, warming up the crowd. And then all of a sudden, I got a Mickey Mouse offer to own it. And I'm like, no, dude. There's no – not only do I not make my money back, I can't even do anything with it.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: Right? And then – then I got another person say we won't even look at it, so now I'm stuck with it. So what do I do? I built out the site where people could buy it if they want, but I'm like I'll give it away for free then. What else am I gonna do? Yeah. And then and slowly but surely, three years later, two and a half years later, I finally started seeing money on it, and now it's being featured. It's just it, I'm just it just uh, you know I'm very I don't know man that's so the one thing I'm 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 I've not how do I I feel vindicated. If that makes, that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you well, know,
2: it's almost like, no, 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 we're not going to let you in. Then it's like, well, no, then I'm going to come through the back door.
1: Yeah, I don't need you to open the door.
2: I need you to open. I don't need your permission to exist. Yeah. And and I'm just saying that for all the artists out there, you know, and what Steve Berm did the same thing with his documentary. Schultz is, Andrew Schultz is doing that. Uh, I, uh, You know, there's a bunch of people Tripoli. now that are like artists that are like, you know what? We, we we don't need you to tell us what we can say can't say what you think is good what's not good. Take your passion, and and if you it just it doesn't matter. If you lose, you lose. It doesn't matter. You lose it anyways. Yep. If if you don't put it out, you know what I mean.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, dude, Does that
2: I, sound arrogant that I said that
1: or not? No, 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 not at all, dude. <clears throat> I I think it's a just like you said. It's a it's a message for you know for artists out there anyone that uh anyone who is, who is who is who is you know pursuing any sort of art form is the idea of taking the power away from those gatekeepers and 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 pushing forward yourself and you know with this article that's coming out it's that, that's another sign of you know what you did was the right thing you know people talked about your special for a reason it was it was you know delia mentioned it to people for a reason your this article is being written for a reason because it, it is good and you didn't rely on anyone to let you know that you can do it you just fucking Did it yourself, dude. Which is which is a great story.
2: We try to pre-sell it, and nobody was gonna. Nah, well, we don't know. And I'm not getting into details, but just let's just say I don't check a lot of boxes. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna do it myself. Then. Yeah. Right. It's because of the material, and then putting the money in, then you get told no again. Yeah. Then it's like, fuck it. I'll do it. I'll do it this way then. Yep. And now seven hundred thousand views later, and whatever. I'm just. I feel a little vindic not vindicated. It just I feel I, you know what's so weird, man, is I could take criticism. I don't know how to take anything good.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, I hear you, pal.
1: Well, listen, I'm a bitch you, talking about it. You, you 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 did good, buddy. You did good. Uh, I want to shout out everyone that uh, stuck with us on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, make sure you go. Uh, you know, stay tuned to everything that we're doing at YOTL Podcast. That's on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. And uh, yeah, man, we'll keep you guys posted. Make sure you check out the, the Gentleman Show, uh Petey's Playhouse coming soon. Uh <laughs> and uh do a
2: podcast. We got see Petey's Playhouse, People's Podcast.
1: Dude, I'm telling all you, man. Pieces. All P's. The People's Podcast, Petey's Playhouse. I mean, come on, it's all good, buddy.
2: Plantation Princeton. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just- you got to write that children's book, dude. There's a story in there. Of a yeah. There's a story there about a about a, a panda bear and a chipmunk who somehow became friends and and went from
2: <laughs> Parsippany, New Jersey. You look at the fucking children's books that you make up. <laughs> hey, uh, so on a scale from one to ten, how was the uh,
1: streaming and the sound and the quality, buddy? This is you're out of ten right now, buddy. This has been this has been a wonderful pleasure. You're uh, yeah. You're making me feel like this should not be the season, uh, the series finale of. You're on the list. It's, uh, it's you, you, you shocked it's me. It looks great. It's not. No, I know it's not. I'm saying it. We're going to keep it going.
2: Yeah. Now listen, love you guys. Make sure you call your moms. I got to pee. We've been on on almost two hours.
1: Yeah, and get your bets in, Brett. We love you, buddy, and uh, everyone else out there. Uh, make sure you follow us. Go to all the websites and all that good stuff. We love you so much. Call your mom. We love you.
2: We'll see you next week. God bless. Call your moms.
0: perfect buddy we're out